What is going on, everybody? It's just Jimmy Leonard here today on another podcast. Uh, today, we're going to pretty much talk about some things that's going on within the gaming world, as well within PlayStation, as well as Nintendo having their Nintendo Direct, and we're going to go a little bit deeper inside of what games pretty much was described and also mentioned in here that you can look forward to throughout this year, if not the beginning part of next year. As well as into some sports, we had an NBA this past weekend that happened to have the All-Star Game, and it was pretty cool. Some unique features happened, and some things that could still be worked on, as well as other shenanigans. <laughs> but we're going to start off with PlayStation within the gaming world. Uh, so there's a couple of news that happened to break out. Again, we've been following this specific news here that I'm about to tell you for about a couple of times now that we last discussed, and the other time too is that there was rumors about the games that was being mentioned that was coming from Microsoft that eventually is going to make its way to other third-party systems, such as the Switch, such as PlayStation, right? Who would have thought to see then here the day that we may hear games that might be coming from a competitor? Then again, we had Nintendo and Sega, but hmm, I don't know. Maybe that was slightly different then, considering the fact that Sega did stop making the Dreamcast and then eventually went third party. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of the same, possibly. But here in this case, because it's current, you know, Xbox happened to actually dish out a couple of their games. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. So after all these rumors, it was actually true. They made it clear um, (laughs) because they confirmed the names. And I was like, wow. So there are soon to be multi-platform titles. And these four are Grounded, Pentiment, High Five Rush, and Sea of Thieves. Those are the four games that are pretty much coming within the months of throughout the year. Um, Pentiment is coming out in about actually, it just recently just came out. So it's actually come, it's actually out right now on the Switch and on the PS4 and PS5. Um, then you have High Five Rush that's coming out next month on the 9th. Not too far along down the line. But you have that one as well. Um, You have Grounded that's coming out two months also. We got April 16th. And then a little bit later in that month, you have Sea of Thieves that's coming out on April 30th. So, yeah. So, that's a lot of games. Not a lot of games. But four games specifically Microsoft-related that is going to be on PlayStation. Now, what does this mean moving down the way? I mean, I know we may say we might get ahead of ourselves saying that. You know, could there be something like Starfield that might make its way to PlayStation? We don't know. Um, They pretty much said no to it, but, you know, we don't know. Maybe to that game, but there could be other games that they could do. I'm not saying they're going to just throw their entire library, especially since they acquired all these games. And, you know, I know they're probably trying to be more maybe outreaching to some maybe who knows what xbox plan is maybe they were trying to reach out to obviously the audience that's stuck with playstation and nintendo to say hey these are some of these games that are are exclusive or exclusive and you know hey if you want to probably play some more of these games you can head over to xbox you know you never know what their agenda is um if it was already clear if not so yeah and who knows what this could be going down the road with consoles considering the fact that there's going to be a potential new console on the way anything is likely to happen so it's kind of interesting so definitely keep on your um your toes on what's going on with this but for the most part as of currently you have four games so far that has came from xbox that were exclusives or now 
not. So have at it. So that's yeah, that's that's a little bit of an interesting sight there, right? Then you're talking about moving on from there, a game that we happened to see a little bit earlier, and that was Grand Theft Auto 6. Of course, as we all know, and you could probably tell from the YouTube page that this thing, and it was on the news, it broke a lot of records really for how many views people were looking at. And you look at the game, as we described it before, that the game looks beautiful, breathtaking. Like you actually feel like you're in of the whole entire area, right? But this might come as a problem. <laughs> Not for the game itself, Maybe in terms of accessibility, but it's nothing with the game if you see it that way. And I'll go in a little deeper into that. It's to the point where GTA 6 obviously is going to be made for you know systems like the PlayStation 5, right? If we're sticking on PlayStation right now, it's going to be made for PlayStation 5, right? With an asterisk. I guess someday way down the line, we've been told that PlayStation is going to obviously have a PlayStation Pro. It's nothing brand new that they have done this before. They did it with the PlayStation 4, and whoop-de-doo, they did. So, you know, eventually, recently, they just had a slimmer version of the PS5 with some other bells and whistles, like a terabyte. <laughs> you know, just, just saying. You know, something they should have had on the first system, but I digress. My thing is with a lot of this is, and we kind of discussed this again from last time as well, where is that the systems are now being available, people are now just getting these systems, hearing about the lifespan of the PS5, right? And then you turn around, you got the PS4 Pro that's coming out too as well, and I don't know if they're going to make another version of that after the PS4 Pro. Alright, not the PS4 Pro, excuse me, but the PS5 Pro. <laughs> but from that point, there's slightly been some warnings here that GTA 6 might be made to be played on the PS5 Pro in mind. And I guess it's due to the graphics and the hardware space and how it processes through the entire game itself. There's a chance that the system might just be just for that game. Now, not for that game, but that game might be just for that system. It's rumored. All right, and again, with any rumor, it takes up a grain of salt. So hearing that is concerning. Because again, some of us, these PS5s are not cheap. <laughs> you know, we can't just, I don't know. I mean, eventually, yeah, you, I guess you could say you could trade it in towards it. But sorry, GameStop, but I'm going to keep it above. That's not the store to do that, to trade it in. You might go to a pawn shop, maybe. You might go somewhere else. I don't know. But GameStop, to me, is just not the place to do that. I've seen and heard horror stories about people trading in their systems and you know granted don't do understand and to be fair don't don't expect you to get like close to the same price that you pay for the system no no sometimes people may try to if they get lucky try to get half their money back maybe but they be doing people dirty especially with games like like a friend of mine literally was like we were busy playing Call of Duty and next thing you know he was he had a bunch of Switch games and stuff like that. And I never really paid attention to it like that where he happened to go on the website because they actually have it on the website and you actually type in the games, right? Some of these games are like AAA games, games as high end games that are still hard to put down in price, but yet GameStop sells it for like almost little to none. And I'm like, bro, that's crazy. So I don't know. 
um of course everybody has their own means of selling stuff you know these days you just straight up just sell it online you know but i'm just saying i don't even want to pick on gamestop like that but i had to my point is is that people just got these systems and to turn around and potentially <laughs> somehow figure out hey um we might have to make some arrangements to possibly get this ps5 pro if they do this because gta 6 is one of the most anticipated games ever since it was announced <laughs> okay so for people to lose their mind and money <laughs> to go up there and be like what you know you try to pre-order this game it's like yeah we're ready and then you hear about the fact that you might have to get a ps4 ps5 pro it's almost like it's going to be basically the the first year when the ps5 came out all over again 2020 is there going to be a scarcity of these systems i have no idea and the fact is too is how much these systems are going to cost right so because when you hear pro clearly there's going to be upgradable material for the system so you already know they're going to jack up the price so i find this very concerning and interesting on this hopefully this is not fully true right um because if so whoo especially you know i'm gonna say it for people like me i just got it i just went in there and just switched out the ssd card and now you're gonna tell me i gotta go get a potential new system to pay for this bruh <laughs> don't do this don't do this now obviously you want to get the full-on experience of this game because again if you look back at that trailer it was beautiful right but how much of a difference we're talking here right, trust me i'm not one for having to deal with lag as much as the next person but how much of a difference we're talking here so that's gonna be interesting so definitely keep that in the back of your brain keep that as a pin again take it with a grain of salt though because again this is all rumored to be and if this is true whoo it's gonna be hectic <laughs> so all I, that's all I gotta say about that. That's that's kind of some interesting um, turn of events for there. So, but yeah. But as we switch gears from PlayStation, we're gonna talk a little bit of some Nintendo. Nintendo happens to have their um, Nintendo Direct this past week. And it was more or less themed on more of the partnership of the games that they're gonna have partnered within them. You know, so it wasn't a lot of like first party games it was more or less on the third party games that are coming to the system so which is pretty cool um you know i know a lot of them happen to be like unicorn overlord which is another rpg game really nice looking rpg game by the way and then you have other games like disney epic mickey rebrushed right because disney for epic mickey that game came out on the wii back in 2010 so i didn't think they're gonna actually basically um remaster this game again but hey they did and obviously they added more stuff to that actual adventure so other than that they talked about grand grounded impediment that was going to be basically on the switch the games we just talked about that's going to be on playstation 5 then endor magalino bloom in the mist never heard about that game but it looked pretty interesting when i saw that so some other games that they had um they had a ranger um a role playing the game in there as well um, Monster Hunter Stories, which is a nice little, you know, 3DS, basically a port of it to the Switch. So if you happen to hear about it, know about it, then that's basically what it is. Uh, Shimmy, give me 10 Save 5 Vengeance. 
that's coming up there. That was um, basically come, that came out back in 2021. I did remember this game. Forgot about it. <laughs> but it's it's now coming basically on basically every system if you haven't already have it. They have the Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection. So if you didn't have Battlefield Battlefront 1 and 2, then bam, you got them both and everything else along those lines. So boom. They got World of Goo 2. And it kind of reminded me, that game reminded me of like, um, I don't know if I forgot the name of the PlayStation PSP game. It's like that, like big, gigantic yellow. Like, I'd start with a P, like Puyo, not Puyo, Puyo Fever, but like Poco, Poco, something, something like that. It kind of reminded me of that because what happened was that it's like this whole goop that you're controlling, obviously, in here, and you're trying to obviously take all of it and get across to get to the end of the level with everything that you have right there. So I thought that was pretty cool. Never played the first one, so this was World of Girl Goo 2. So that's pretty cool. But it reminded me of that PSP game that was up there on there as well. So it was pretty cool. Penny's Big Breakaway. Um, this is also the game that was developed by the people who worked on Sonic Mania. Which, clearly, when you look at it, you can see the vibrant colors and the style of it all that kind of reminds you of Sonic Mania. Because Sonic Mania, especially in terms of style, like the production and everything like that, and the levels, especially the newer levels, were well nice to the designs. So you can definitely tell by it and its platforming in it so it looks pretty cool so yeah <laughs> then they have south park snow day which i was like <clears throat> you hear cartman say come on guys it's snow day <laughs> just, just running around <laughs> i'm looking like <laughs> like a grief so yeah so basically it's like a co-op multiplayer game so i guess i feel like it's probably just gonna be nothing more than than just them you know battling it to the pits i guess in the snow <laughs> however you see fit so yeah then you got another crab's treasure which basically as they described it as it was like another game that's like souls type of gameplay which i'm like oh god not demon souls <laughs> which you look at it it looks like an adorable kind of game at least the the main protagonist right because the main protagonist is trying to find its shell and it's using different types of shells that have interest in power-ups it's kind of like what happened with nero and uh devil may cry 5 where he had like different arm attachments to it um so and they all had different abilities and cool cool features actually it, it was pretty fun until eventually spoiler alert until eventually towards the end he actually you know gets well because in the beginning he got his arm ripped off and it was demon arm from devil may cry 4 and then eventually, later on down the road, then bam, he comes like his inner demon mode, thanks to going against Virgil and whatnot. So yeah, man, that's um, cool times. Anyway, so yeah, so the crab is going against like dangerous enemies, whether it's like bigger crabs, lobsters, some other f crustaceans that's down there that they gotta go against. So it's pretty cool though, but it definitely kind of gave me some um, Elder Scrolls type of vibe, and I'm like, oh god. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I would. I'm gonna get back into that one. But any which way, that game's coming out on April 25th. So there's that. Contraya Operation Golga. Um, that's a game that's coming out as well. Um, so that's pretty cool too. That looks interesting as well. Uh, Pepper Grinder had a nice little music to it as well too. That's pretty cool. Um, nice little look like a retro-looking kind of um, 2D side-scroller game. Full of puzzles and everything like that. Then you have Suka game multiplayer mode. Get an expansion pack for it. Uh, it's basically like Puyo Puyo Fever or like Tetris, <laughs> but just with fruit. And yeah, 
Then they had uh, Tales of um, Kenzira. So that was pretty cool. That's an interesting one. Then they had Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble. I was like, what? They got another Super Monkey Ball? Because um, the last one they had was, I think it was a Banana Blitz. Um, in which that one was just all the old levels that they had in the game for like the past older and super monkey ball games and it's always a fun time playing those games though <laughs> as a friend of mine always told me when we always joked about it was that this was a game for six-year-olds right <laughs> because you, you, know, you play this as like a teenager an adult it's still a struggle trying to get there it's like the the level of finesse that you got to play in super monkey ball is ridiculous but it is still an addicting game nonetheless um <laughs> no matter how many variations the game has but it was pretty cool because it has like obviously it has more than 200 stages and everything like that and there's gonna be more customization options for you for the game and stuff like that so yeah that's pretty cool it comes out on june 25th then also especially with the online play of course you got the monkey race and everybody's basically gonna go nuts because of the fact that hey you're gonna be going through this entire level with other people trying to get through the level and people are gonna be getting knocked off the map or something like that so it's gonna be pretty funny actually kind of reminds me of like something like f-zero 99 which is very fun to play competitively online it's pretty nice i like it i like it it's pretty cool um then you got this <laughs> then you got this one i had to laugh at which is called pocket card jockey which is like literally solitaire and horse racing at the same time it's it's weird it, it really that's really what it is it's literally you're doing all these, you, you know, you're going through the solitaire matchups and whatnot. And I think once you complete a set of whatever cards that you have, I guess it helps boost up your, you know, your horse racer, I guess, in a sense. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, pretty hectic, but that's interesting, nonetheless. Then they have Gundam Breaker 4. Which, if you're familiar with it, it's like some of those games where, for Gundam, where you obviously can just find, like, any kind of base model that you can use. And, of course, if you've been, like, ones that can build some of the Gundam action figures, which is pretty cool. It's a cool little hobby, actually. Um, whether it's Gundam Seed or Gundam Wing ones, uh, no matter how much grade that you get it for, um, you can... You could pretty much do it here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, if you ever wanted a kit model, a certain model that you always wanted to build and you couldn't get it because, you know, some of these depend on, obviously, the grade and the price, obviously. Um, you can imagine going to Japan and you see this. Whew. Like, shout out to my chemistry teacher. She should, she actually took the photo of the actual Gundam statue. I was like, dude, that is sick. <laughs> I think I would lose my mind in that, in that place. Whenever I get a chance to go out there to Japan, oh, that is on the bucket list, people. That is on the bucket list. Um, but, um, but shout out to my dad, though. He actually gave me a bunch of uh, kits when he goes out there from time to time. And I was like, yo. And especially, I think, when did he do that? Back in maybe high school? Either which way, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And I was like, yeah, that was sick. So in which case, back to this. <laughs> um, with the Gundam Master figures, it looked like to me, you can customize it, obviously, because you're going to be battling other people throughout, you know, obviously, whether it's inside the offline mode, and if not the online mode. So at least you could customize them to your liking, because even though they're all fancy to build, again, remember the show, you know, they, they're also fighting robots. You know what I'm saying? Transformers, but in the sky. <laughs> so, and on land sometimes, but um, without driving. <laughs> so, but then they got this other one, Fantasy Life, The Girl Who Steals Time, um, that looked interesting as well. Uh, they had Sword Art Online, Fractured Daydream. 
I haven't seen that show in a minute, but you know, hey, they have a game going out for it, so that's pretty cool. Kingdom Come Deliverance Royal Edition was another one they showed off with the DLC of that. Skunkfin Melody of Moonville Lee. So that's another one. Demon Slayer, sweep the board. Um, I guess this is kind of like you kind of going through the game because they actually have a Demon Slayer video game that's out there on the systems. Um, this one though looks like something like a board game, I guess. Um, that's kind of about it, really. And it's to you know represent some of your favorite characters from the series, I guess, as you go through these different mini games and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Then they also showed off some more games that they're going to add into the Nintendo Switch Online if you don't already have it. And this goes for both Nintendo Switch Online and Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack Libraries. So you're going to get games from some that are either on N64 or some older game systems like the Super Nintendo. And you're going to have games like Killer Instinct, uh, Battletoads and Battle Maniacs, Snake Rattle and Roll, and RC Pro-Am. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And then as for the expansion pack, you're gonna play games of Destruction N64 Classic Battle Corpse. Never played it, but that's the thing. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, that again, the Battle Corpse one is the only one that's for the expansion pack. Everything else you can get it, you know, obviously on the Nintendo Switch Online, as well as the expansion pack as well. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty. Cool. Then the end of the game, which was a very interesting game. I don't think I ever played ever, ever, never, ever, 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 um, is the Endless Ocean Luminous. So to me, honestly, it felt like you were in the aquarium, but you're actually in the game, sea diving in there in the open sea exploration of whales and all types of mammals in there, different species. So that's pretty cool. Kind of reminds me of a game back in like, you know, grade school and elementary school. Shout out to the peeps that grew up with me. In this case, if y'all listening in the VA streets, um, this is the game. I think it was called Dinosaur World, I believe. Dinosaur World on the PC. And obviously, you know, they try to make it seem like it was going to be educational. And I can tell you right now, I didn't care for any of that. I mean, it was slightly interesting. You know, say, like, okay, that's cool. Some cool dinosaurs and stuff like that. But, you know, they try to spit out some facts. It was just pretty cool that virtually that you were like you're navigating from like a first person perspective and you're seeing all these dinosaurs around here and they roaming around and you see one eating the other one. I'm like, huh, that's that's cool. <laughs> I don't know how well that game looks like now, because at that time frame I was like, whoa, look at those graphics on the PC. I, be <laughs> I bet you they probably were nothing more than polygons. <laughs> so. You know, we're talking like early 2000s with that. So we'll, we'll see what that one looks like. If anybody has any coverage of that, because I'm looking like I remember that. So I was just, I, I found it interesting. So that's kind of what it came to me. First off, it's going to be something like that, where you just literally are going to be swimming around and just taking a look at this. So, but this is again, third party games. So it's very interesting. They ended this one with this game, but I didn't, I didn't put this together. But in which case, this game comes out in May. So if you're very curious about that, go in there. You know, if you don't feel like doing it as a real thing, because I'd rather actually do the real thing of skydiving, not skydiving, but um, diving into the ocean and looking at this myself. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I like to be adventurous out there. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I guess if you want to do it from the game's perspective, that's pretty cool. But in which case, 
that is all the games that was mentioned from the Nintendo Direct in there. So some of these games are already available, like some of the games on the Nintendo Switch Online, they're already available right now to pick up. Some of the games you probably won't see until either next month, some months down the road, or even early next year. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be another Direct, Nintendo Direct for that as well. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool indeed. So that's pretty much about it for the gaming section. Up next, we're going to talk some sports, and we're going to go from there. And we're back now onto sports. Now this one, before we get deeper into the sports, I'm going to say this one's like a sports gaming kind of conjunction in between or combination, but conjunction going separate ways, but it's like its own middle ground between it. So we just got done talking about some games and we're going to talk about some sports. This one in between is both. Um, as you guys probably already know by now, um, there was an announcement that was made for NCAA having a the college football game finally coming back. We haven't seen this game probably since 2014, and that's a really nice thing, I will say. I mean, granted, I'm surprised it took them this long to do it again. I mean, all of us can agree on that, and still in other confusion as to why they stopped, right? I mean, because let's be real. I mean, some of these players, they probably don't may not go into the nfl like that and that was that big moment of shine especially if you have a certain team that was dominating that year and it's like boom there you go right because not every single not every year you're gonna have the same college football team go in there i mean you're talking a lot of college football teams versus the nfl having a certain amount of teams being played in the league so that's a tough feat and that's a lot of college football teams in there i think it's about 134 i think possibly maybe that gonna be in here um, and I'm assuming definitely, I mean, looking at every single conference perhaps. Um, so it's kind of like almost the same thing with NCAA basketball. I don't know if they're going to do that one as well. They need to, but in which case, this is the fresh brand new starts. And this game is supposed to be slated to come out this summer. So you best believe your boys are going to get a copy of that because we haven't seen that in a while. So they know they're going to get a lot of people buying it too. Because it's been throughout years when people have been saying, you know, been advertising and saying, you know, can you bring it back? Can you bring it back? And now I guess EA listened. And so here's some benefits to this. Considering the fact that the NCAA, you know, whole um, committee happened to change this in a sense where in the recent, well, as long as you've probably been playing college, anything sports related, there wasn't a chance for any of the student athletes to get any kind of money. And now, recently, in these past couple of years, students have options to actually get money, whether it is due endorsements, um, ads, any kind of way possible they can get paid while they're in sports. So, yeah, I know it's unfortunate. Shout out to my sister. She, I know she wearing track over there at Hampton University, the real HU. And to the point where the fact is that she could have obviously benefited a lot from that. You know, like a lot of other student athletes, you know, that pretty much could have made a lot of money then because for some, it was a struggle because I think they had to either follow certain contracts that went along with it in terms of what they could do, maybe. I mean, I think they could still work outside, obviously. I don't think they could do it during the time of them, you know, doing the sport type of thing. And they've been cracking down a lot of athletes like that. I remember when Zion had to go to court for all this stuff i guess on the side note of the endorsements and whatnot when he couldn't do it 
because at that time frame they weren't eligible to do any of that stuff so now it's a whole different ball of wax now you can get money anywhere possible from endorsements so in this case here that's what ea sports is kind of doing right now in terms of giving players the option to be part of the game if you want to be part of the game which if it was me i'd be like yes no question whatsoever to see yourself up there on the screen being playable like that is pretty neat but in the sense that you're going to be opt-in and you get us at least a minimum of six hundred dollars and a copy of the game obviously so and i think they said there would be other opportunities as well to get more money by promoting the game obviously too so especially if you got a following all that type of stuff like that you know they're gonna like that because that's how they're gonna spread the game around too so of course they gave other options too um they said they will the gamers will be blocked from manually adding players to a sports who didn't decide to accept the offer to have their names image and likeness to the game so yeah so if you're trying to customize it or adding players to it those players that didn't opt to have their selves in part of the game are not going to be able to be able to be put in the game if that makes sense into all that so yeah this was just recent new information about it so again players who opt in get 600 bucks and a copy of the game other opportunities also to to get more money by promoting the game you don't want to be part of the game I mean, that's fine. <laughs> There's no penalty to the player whatsoever. But other gamers, you know, you can't manually add those players if they didn't want to be added in there. So, you know what I'm saying? So, that's how that works. So, I just thought I would bring that up as well for those. So, on to sports. We're talking about a little bit with NBA. Um, the NBA just happened last weekend. Happened to have the NBA All-Star Game. You had the Celebrity All-Star Game. We had Coach Team Shannon with Stephen A. Smith. And both of them going back and forth and whatnot as well. You know, of course, uh, assistant coach was 50 Cent on Shannon's team. And Lil Wayne was on Stephen A's. So it was pretty cool. And then Mark and Marcus Pearson's <sighs> happened to get the MVP trophy from that night as well. So it's kind of funny because, like, DK Metcalf, I mean, the man was balling. I think, yeah, was it last year? I think he was on that one last year. And that man was just skyrocketing it out there. I was like, dang. <laughs> you know, he could be could play in the NBA if he wanted to. I mean, heck, he tried he tried out for the Olympic trials. So anything's possible. Anything's possible with a dude. If you ever want to consider that. If he does, come to the Knicks, please. Please, 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 please. We will roll out the orange carpet if you want. So but other than that, in terms of shenanigans, um, you know, you have the real big one, too, as well on Saturday. Of course, you had the HBCU games that was happening that night, and then you, or the afternoon, should I say, going into the night. And then you also had the whole All-Star Game Saturday up there where you had the Skills Challenge, the three-point contest, Steph and Sabrina, and then you had the Sam Dunk Contest. Uh, the skills challenge was interesting. Of course, you had three different teams. You had your all-stars, which was just three players that were basically in the all-star game. Um, you had Trey Young, uh, Tyrese Maxey, and then you had um, Wimbenyama up there. And um, then you had the three players that was playing for the Pacers. Of course, you had um, Tyrese, um, Mac not Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Galburn, and a couple of the players, too, that was there as well. I believe... Um, so the last name Turner, and then you had um, the other one that was playing in the Rising Stars Challenge, 
in there too, which he was pretty good too. Um, I'm trying to think, what was his name? I forgot his name. But um, he happened to get in there and play in there during that time frame as well. So, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. So, um, but the which, by the way, the Rising Stars Challenge was pretty, pretty good. It was pretty. It was a pretty good uh, night for that one as well. So, yep. So, it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, yep, 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 yep. But anywho, <laughs> um, but then after that, you had the three-point contest as well, and. Um, from that point on, you had um, going on from there. Damian Lillard happened to win that one as well. Happened to beat Trey Young just a little bit over there by a couple points. And I was like, nice. So he happened to win that one as well. Because they actually had a, what was it, a four way tie at the first round? They had like 26, 26, four people with 26 points. So I was like, bang. So yeah, he happened to win that one as well. So he happened to win that winning shot because that money ball. And everything was what was really needed from there as well. Then you had the competition that was the first time ever, which was with Sabrina and Steph winning the three-point contest. Um, it was actually realized it was Sabrina's challenge to Steph to do it as well because they're pretty much two of the big three-point shooters, both from the NBA and from the WNBA. So, and everything along those lines. And it was like, all right, cool, cool. So she still used the WNBA basketball, but she still shot out from the NBA three-point um, three range. And so, of course, if you guys don't know, if you're underneath a rock, the WNBA and the NBA's three-point line is a little bit different. It's a little shortened on the WNBA side than it is from the NBA. Slightly, not drastically big, but there's a slight difference. But it didn't phase her. <laughs> she still shot out from there and still was giving stuff a run for for his money and it was really dope i was like what <laughs> so it, i was sitting up on my edge my seat it was like yo that was that was pretty that was pretty cool that was pretty cool so it, it was a really cool um contest with that one so who knows what could happen next year um if they wanted to and they said they wanted to do it again too so i was like Dude, this is gonna be dope <laughs> so um that's what happened there and then I believe you had um, the next one just after that, which is a slam dunk contest. And again, you only had about four players from there as well. You had Jalen Brown, Mac McClung, um, Jacob Toppin, <clears throat> excuse me. So, and then um, Hame Hakis from the Heat. So, um, but yeah. And they were in there as well doing some nice slam dunks. I know Jalen Brown kind of has some stale ones as well, some that was just like anybody who dunks just that like that can do it like i think he dunked over somebody who was sitting down i'm like bruh no <laughs> but the judges weren't giving them much of anything they were being real stingy with some of the points as they should i mean i get it if they messed up in the first dunk i get it i get it gotta be clean but even for some of the dunks that was made like especially for mac mcclung <laughs> they still didn't give him a good one but they gave Jalen brown one which i was like Nah, fam. But at the end of the day, after all the up and downs, and I think the final came down to Mac McClung and Jalen Brown, Mac McClung actually happened to win that one. Again, back-to-back -back championship there as well. So, yeah. So, But I know from controversy as well, and this was the same controversy we had from last year and from previous years as well. Especially, well, not so much from last year was good. 
right? It was a redemption because the year before that, it was a sleeper. Like, people were taking their sweet time trying to take the dunk. It was just bad. It just was not organized. And it just, I feel like it just was derailing over the years. But in a sense that, you know, they really should try to have the all-star games, like the all-star players who's playing there who can dunk. Obviously, not everybody could dunk, you know, but the ones that were known from dunking could have done it, like Anthony Edwards, right? Because he did the skills challenge and they didn't go far with that, but, you know, he could have done that. So, it's interesting. It's, it's that everlasting kind of notion in mind about that as well, and I do believe they should do that. But, so whoever does that i mean give it to jalen brown he he painted that narrative because he is an all-star in there and he also did it he wasn't known to me as that dunker for doing stuff like that but i give him credit he still did it so nonetheless and then you had the all-star game to cap off the entire weekend which was the 73rd all-star game so yeah yeah the east and the west and obviously i ain't gonna lie i looked at it we all looked at it we were thinking the West was just going to sweep this over. But West had size, but the East had shooters. And, <laughs> well, that's what ended up winning the game. <laughs> As the East, for I guess I can't remember the last time when they won it, before they went back to this format, it was 186 to 211. Now, granted, I was like, yes, the East won. Yeah. And you saw, whoa, that's some record-breaking score, right? Right? It's still disappointing because they barely played. That's just showing they barely played any kind of defense. I'm, I'm not saying they should go hard, hard, like to the point that they almost might injure themselves, right? Because I don't know if I ever seen anybody get injured at an All-Star game. Well, actually, I think there might have been one, maybe. I think. Was it last year? I forget who it was, though. But I feel like there was like somebody had like tweaked something and they just sat out the rest of the time. But they didn't like break anything or severely hurt anything like they needed to get the medical tech out or something like that, right? But of course, like the All-Star game of these past some semi-years, they're just like, you know, I'm just going to go through the motion real quick. I'm going to pull like a Luka and just start throwing some random shots in the air and stuff like that. Stuff that he wouldn't do. He tried to dunk and it didn't work. <laughs> but, you know, they did it and stuff like that. Some players, you can tell, definitely was actually taking it seriously. Especially, obviously, if it was your first time and some new ones too. So, but, you know. But that was the whole thing is like you want to see these all-stars go at it. And if you look back at a lot of the older tapes and even during the older times when you have the all-star games like that, they did play a more shred of defense. Offense, no one really has any complaints with the offense, but the shred of defense, you know what I'm saying, the urgency of it all. Because people paid a lot of money to go see that. And it's like you got your best of your best players that got voted to be on that stage. And you want to see them all have these cool, iconic matchups, right? So I know a lot of people were trying to come up with some ideas to probably have an incentive. <laughs> and that's up to, I guess, the players. If they, you know, they, they, they hear all this stuff. But that's really up to them if they want to do something like that, right? So like, I heard of symptoms like, you know, whoever on what side wins, they get to get the um, home field advantage for the finals. And I was like, hmm. Because obviously in the past, obviously, depending on your record, um like if you were obviously whoever came from the east and whoever came from the west i guess in a sense whoever had the better record going in they basically would have the last that if it went to a game seven they would be the last ones to go over to wherever they were at it's kind of like with the nfl i believe if i'm not mistaken it was like when it came to the pro bowl 
um, it's, I think if they did it then was like whoever won on which side they happen to get home field advantage Some, something someone did something like that I thought it was them I could be wrong but I think I heard something along those lines like that but either which way that's not a bad idea that's not a bad idea um, that is something that they really should take in consideration to do because if you want to get anything out of these players they could be that obviously you could throw in money <laughs> you know there's always a case like oh yeah we could just throw some money at you you know but something that may you know because of course you also have the mvp trophy as well too that you know some players do want to go after as well but it's one of those things it's just like mm, i don't know something but that definitely is probably one that they could probably take in consideration for there could be some others as well i have no idea but that could be one and but in which case the mvp winner of that by the way for the trophy was damian lillard so it's kind of funny that the stuff that he was able to win he was able to win the three-point contest he won that they won over the east side all when he left from oakland how about that how about that you know say and a starter nonetheless right so you know, now, of course, all that's been set in stone, right? So what is he probably going to obviously trying to go after next that he still doesn't have? A chip. How about that for a story, right? So we'll see what he does. We'll see what happens. But all fun and games aside, now it's on to game time. Now, in a sense where they have the games coming back since Thursday of yesterday, and they have all these games coming out. So they have some games. We have my Knicks beat the 76ers 110-96. Then you had the Celtics beat the Bulls 129 to 112. Um, Lakers lost a little bit by, you know, more or less like what, 17 points. Uh, 110 to 128. And then you had the Spurs and the Kings. It was a little tight game, but the Kings won that game. Today you got some games with the Raptors and the Hawks. I want to say, I probably will say the Raptors could win that one. Cavaliers and the 76ers, I might give that one to the Cavs. You have the Heat and the Pelicans. Uh, Pelicans. Wizards and Thunder. Thunder. Clippers and the Grizzlies. Clippers. Uh, Suns and Rockets. Uh, we'll say Suns for that one. That's coming out at 8 o'clock. You got the Nuggets and the Trailblazers. That's at 10. I'll say the Nuggets, Hornets, and the Warriors. Warriors. The Hornets are not doing well at all. You have the Bucks and the Timberwolves, which could be a very interesting matchup between the two. Um, but I might give a slight edge to the Timberwolves, though. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. And the Spurs and the Lakers, uh, bruh, who knows, Lakers. So, but as the standings go right now, you have the Celtics leading on the east side with 44 to 12. Cavaliers are second place behind them with 36 and 18, with the Bucks having 35 and 21. My Knicks, 34 and 22. And the 76ers are fifth with 32 and 23. Pacers are 32 and 25. Magic is 31 and 25. Heat. 30 and 25 and then after that it's going to be below 500 with the bulls in ninth place of 26 and 30 hawks 24 31 nets 21 34 raptors 20 and 36 hornets 14 and 41 and the wizards with the pistons which the warriors before them was 9 and 46 and the pistons 8 and 47 sad very sad on the west side you still got the Timberwolves leading the pack with 39 and 16. Thunder is right behind them with 38 and 17. Clippers a third with 36 and 18. Nuggets fourth with 37 and 19. Pelicans 34-22 with the Mavericks 33-23 tied actually with the Suns who are in seventh place. 
Then you have the Kings, 32 and 23. Lakers are 30 and 27 at ninth spot, with the Warriors being at the 10th spot with 28 and 26. And then the Jazz are underneath 500 with 26 and 31. Rockets, 24 31. Grizzlies, 20 and 36. Trailblazers, 15 39. And the Spurs, 11 and 45. Yep, that's what happened there. Yup. Yup, 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 yup. So you got a couple of those games going on within that spectrum as well. Um, so, yep. As we move a little bit to some NCAA basketball games a little bit because they're gearing up for some of the tournaments that's happening because we're getting closer and closer to March Madness. But um, I know we got some games that you guys can look forward to. Some I would be paying attention to myself. I would say at least. Um, I would say for the games that's happening this weekend, I would say for 23 of tomorrow, I would say look at Vanderbilt in Florida. That should be an interesting game there. Houston, excuse me, and Baylor. It's a good game too as well. Villanova and UConn would be a nice game. UNC in Virginia as well. That one starts at 4 o'clock for ACC. And I think, let me give you one more. Maybe, let's say, probably look at Duke and Wake Forest. That'd be a nice little North Carolina matchup right there. So, yep. And, of course, you got a lot more other games that's happened throughout the weekend, too. And it is Sunday. So, yeah. Some interesting games for sure that to look into as well. As for the women's possible games, they got some very interesting games as well that's happening, too. So, there's some pretty cool ones that's happening. Um, I know, um, what was one for LSU? I think LSU is pretty much playing, well, they played technically yesterday, but I know they're going to play, I think, sometime this weekend as well, which is Sunday against Tennessee. That was one of the matchups I put on the list for that one because those are two big powerhouse schools going against each other too. Northern Dame and Boston College is another one that you can look into as well. Um, there's another one you could probably look into. Baylor and West Virginia, that would be a nice one. And I think probably with where's South Carolina. Yeah, they go against Kentucky, but that by might that might be a massacre tomorrow on Sunday. So yeah, so you got a couple games you can look into for that one as well too. So, but yeah, man, yeah, man. So of course, as always, you can look at a lot of these sports games on any type of platform, whether it's on ESPN or on ABC as well too. So, but yeah. Other than that, that's pretty much about it, and wraps up the podcast. Thank you guys for listening as always. And you guys have yourselves a safe time, safe night, safe morning, and I'll talk to y'all next time.